Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. In space, no one can hear you scream. Stay tuned to hear all about that on The Reluctant Historian. What's up, everybody? I'm Liz Lawson, and this is our Reluctant Historian. Dakota Lawson. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. So, if you love history... Or you absolutely hate it. This podcast is for you. We would like to begin by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement and recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Turtle Island. All right, my lover duck. <laughs> lover duck. Yes. <laughs> what, what, are we, what are we talking about today? Uh, we are talking about, now bear with me. Okay. Friday the 13th. What? I'm going to talk, I'm going to, I'm going to take you on a trip. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So it starts out with, you know, the basic Friday the 13th movies, you know, just like, oh, camp, whatever, fucking salty lake or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. It's Crystal Cove, whatever. And then it gets, oh, then, then Jason dies. But then he comes back uh, from the grave, blah, blah, blah. Then he goes to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this one. <laughs> right. But he's just like, you know, he, he decides, let's leave the camp. Let's go to Manhattan. But then one day he decides, well, he dies. So he doesn't decide. But he gets taken to space. So he dies at Cramp Crystal Clove. Yeah. At, he gets and a cramp in his leg at Cramp, cramp Crystal Clove. And then he dies in Manhattan? Uh. I don't know, but maybe Freddy killed him because okay. there was Freddy versus Jason also. Okay. But then he goes to space and they think he's dead and he's on the space station. But no, he's not dead. And then he wakes up and he says, in space, no one can hear you scream. I didn't and know that he could talk. That was the first thing and only thing he's ever said. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, that's fair. It, you know, they were, the the writers tried something. It didn't work. Yeah, you okay. know. So anyways, Friday, Friday the 13th. I'm haven't seen many of them so i would not watch that one there f- you wouldn't why not <laughs> we've been playing scary games i feel well, like well it's not because of the scariness <laughs> no, of no, no, that no. story you just told me <laughs> <laughs> but it's more it's more that you should we should because they're yeah, stupid I'd watch, fun i'd watch them with you yeah so actually this week with all the news information about uh flying objects out, oh, it, we talked about this one and I was, right. I was like how did you forget uh yeah we're gonna talk about well, actually, not aliens. We're going to talk about UFO sightings. Yeah, I because we talked about this on our update, didn't we? No, we talked about wiping our butts. Well, you you talked about wiping your butt. We talked about other things. No, we didn't. We talked about it, um, like, just you and I. Oh. And you were like, yeah, that'd be a really cool one to talk about. And I was like, yeah, great. And then I was like, the other day, I was like, oh, do you remember what we're talking about? And you were like, no. Well, see, I feel like this is a trick because... In space, no one can hear you scream would lead me to believe that it's happening in space. But no, space is coming to us. Okay, well, I had like two seconds to find a quote to start the mo- the show off with. So Guess what, Mrs. Teacher Lady? You had two weeks to think of that. 
You know what? Do your homework. You know what? Your chat GPT should have written it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I am tempted to have it write an episode for us one day. So we'll yeah. see what happens. That's your golden nugget. Uh, yeah, I we're doing this whole no spend February thing. Mm, yeah, which I don't know if we talked about. I don't before, know. But either way, we're uh, we're just trying our best not to spend on things we don't necessarily need mm-hmm. and um, just seeing how well we can do. And I would say we're doing really well so far. I you know. Yeah, I think you've um, done better than I have. But, like, I've also done you, very well. Yeah, but keep in mind, our spending habits are just very di- different True. as it is. So yeah. you've done very well for yourself. Thank you. Right? In, in comparison to, um, you know, what you like to do. <laughs> yeah. Where, whereas I, I've, like, yeah, I haven't eaten. Eating out, you know, uh, is, uh, you know, I do love that. Love me some... Uh, Wendy's? <laughs> no, no, I... I don't love Wendy's. It's okay at best. I would just have it one of my with one of my folks I hung out with. But McDonald's is my vice, especially when they have Pokemon cards. I love Burger King. Ah, Burger King fucking sucks. You know the only the only thing I actually like about Burger King. Well, I like their onion rings, but like my favorite is their Whopper. The Whopper is the best. Super average. You're super average. The, the, the fucking McDonald's, not McDonald's. Burger King hasn't been good since 2007. It's a very precise date. It is, because that's when the Simpsons movie came out. The Simpsons movie, they had a specific Homer Simpson burger. Mm. It was the best Mm. thing ever. They don't have it anymore. I mean, Simpsons movie was 2007, so 15 years ago. So anyways. No spend February. We've been doing, yeah, I feel like we've been doing really well. We've also like, you know, like, for example, we're going to go see Ant-Man tomorrow, Mm -hmm. but... I had some free movie tickets saved up on yeah. my, from points and stuff, so we're we're gonna do that. Yeah, and I took you on a date with my McDonald's points. Yeah, we got <laughs> she had so many McDonald's points, we got two full meals out of it and a dessert and, and yeah, and those little donuts. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. They were they were great. So, anyways, it's going really well. I'm very proud of us, and yeah. I think it's well. You had talked about what it's t- kind of taught us or taught you. Yeah. What, 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 well, yeah. so I was talking about this with my sister yesterday, and yeah. then I was like, I know it's taught me stuff, and I can't remember what it is, so. Well, I think that, if I, think I it recall. Just like, I, th- I think it really helped, like, identify my spending habits. Right. And, yeah, what do you do recall of what it taught me? That it's, that, that you don't need everything that you spend money True. on. True. Is what you told me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was more profound than that. Of course, that's like... yes. No, no, no. Yeah, it was maybe more in depth, but that's the bare bones break it down is like, yeah. And, and I think going on from that, it's like, and also with me, I think that we've been fine. We've been having a good month, true. I feel like, and we haven't, you know, bought yeah. bought things, right? No, it's true. Yeah, it's so, true. So, yeah. yeah. You know, well, we... I'm sad because I had like... Yes, I had learned those things, but I had also learned, like, how to kind of, like, take these habits and move forward, and then I didn't write it down, and I don't remember any of what those things were, so I We just talked about it. That's kind of what it is. No, there was other things, like, very specific things that I was like, this is a really good way to kind of, like, emulate what we're doing. Yeah. And I can't remember what that is. Okay, well, you you continue to think about that. You go to your room and think about what you've done. (laughs) What is What is your golden nugget? Um, it's the break. I think every February around this time, this is our third season of doing this. And I think every time this comes around, I'm like, it's the break. (laughs) Fuck yeah. I actually thought it was going to be about the video games we've been playing, but... uh, Well, I surprised you. I I have enjoyed those. Yeah. I I do like... So if any of you have ever watched or read the Choose Your Own Adventure books, they also have video games like that. They're not the same franchise or anything, but 
Um, there are like horror video games, sort of. Yes, horror. Dark, dark picture anthology. Yeah. And um, you get to be a character or five and you just have to take them through a scenario. A scenario. Where you try to keep them alive. And, yeah, and they uh, can all die. Yeah. There's a lot of jump scares. Yeah. Um, I, I yelled last you night. You got fear. spooked yeah. yesterday. But, but then there's also the Choose Your Own Adventure um, board or card game. Yes. That we actually have just finished and yeah. it was based off of the book. Yeah. it's it, it was. We just like choosing our own adventures over here. Yeah. We're masters uh, of our own destiny. <laughs> So, yes i yeah. master something stop it anyways so in the past couple of weeks there's been all these uh tales of unidentified flying objects tales from the crypt that have been shot down over north america there's one that landed in the arctic the yukon like huron um they have not really confirmed what they are the Pro- white house press secretary did say they are not extraterrestrial life the day before that, the like Department of Defense was like, we're not ruling it out yet. Um, but the White House did say it wasn't aliens. But they still don't know yeah. what it is. And they can't collect. How do they know it's not aliens? Well, that's a great question. And, because... and also, wouldn't they just say that to, so people don't panic? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing, too. They can't, they're having a real hard time collecting the pieces of these new Why? things. Um, they're just, they got shot down in really remote areas. So like the Yukon, the Arctic ocean, like Huron. Who's shooting them down? Uh, Canada. Uh, no, not Canada. America. <laughs> but with help from. You, <laughs> us Canadians got to come in here and do their job <laughs> for them. We'll, well, we'll shoot you down. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll go skeet shooting with some UFOs. Yeah. I think we did it like, t- like, I think, so it's over Canadian airspace, but it was like NORAD. So North American defense people. Um, we worked together with America to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So they scrambled some fighter jets, which means, which I like, like that phrase is so weird. Scrambled some fighter jets. It <laughs> makes you, it makes me think that they're going all off in different spaces. But I yeah. think it just means that they were like up in the air, go, and then uh, yeah. shot it down. So I, fuck, I think we need to do something different than just shooting them down because because if we're not able to collect the pieces and figure out what the hell they are, then I think we need to set a trap. We need to. Um, I was going to say parent trap, but I don't think we need to get two UFOs back together <laughs> for the kids. No. <laughs> uh, I was no. More, maybe, um, what's the other one? Oh, uh, fucking McAllister. Uh, Home Alone? Home Alone. We need to Home Alone I these. I think that's a good idea. We should Home know, Alone them. These, these, uh, these UFOs think that we're Home Alone, but just wait. <laughs> we're, we're sneaky little Canadians. We'll trap them. We will, yeah. yeah. So this is coming off of the Chinese spy balloon that was shot down. So these have been um, identified following that. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's like a lot of politics that go into that and that um, people were really upset that nobody shot down this Chinese spy balloon. And so I think it kind of set a precedent that... Uh, there's anything up in the air things now need to get shot down because well see they sorry they didn't shoot down the uh chinese so they knew about it for a little bit longer and uh, then they were like like republicans especially were like well not even just republicans but like people were like why aren't you shooting it down we know it's a chinese spy balloon you need to do this but the problem is not the problem but like there have been like spy balloon programs from variety of countries for a variety of years and i think I think the policy has always been to not shoot them down, but then this time it people saw it and were like, "Hey, you can't let that have fly, have that flying over our um, country." And so, anyways, I think that that 
has now set a precedent that they were like, okay, well, I guess we have to shoot this one down. So now anytime that there's like a weird thing in the air, they're like, well, I guess we have to shoot it down. And no, it like, it could have been like just some random civilian with like a drone or something. Yeah. Are they shooting just down drones? We don't know. So they can't find, they haven't gotten to the pieces yet. Um, Who's to say? We'll find out. Maybe. Okay, though. I don't. I'm not a scientist or a geologist. Geologist? No, that's rocks. Is that rocks? That is rocks. Geo- geographist. There you go. Is that the word? Geographer. Geographer? Geographer. Geographer. Okay. I was like this I was like, this sounds wrong. So is there no way for them to say this fighter jet shoots them down and then some sort of like, hey, I shot this down. It is roughly at these coordinates. Yeah, yeah. No, they they know where the coordinates are. The problem isn't finding it. Well, the problem is finding it, but the problem is also that it, they shot it down in the Arctic Ocean. So there's ice on that ocean. And they're like, well, now we're going to have to take like an icebreaker ship through the Arctic to try and get to these pieces. And are they doing that? They, they're trying, yeah. Good. So Good. like they know where the pieces are. It's just that it's like super rugged. And then the stuff that's in the Yukon is like in avalanche country. And <laughs> This is avalanche country. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's just really difficult to get to them. These UFOs, these aliens are being sneaky. They're like, we're going to fly in you know these these hard to hard to find places well and also they would be shooting them down in unpopulated areas so that the pieces don't fall on civilians i don't know that'd be a good story like oh my grandmammy was killed by a a flying fucking piece of debris from an alien spaceship yeah you know you got that story yeah. Anyway, so a bit about the language before we get into this ufo stands for unidentified flying objects it does not mean alien what? Yes. We have created this connotation around the acronym that makes people immediately believe that we're talking about extraterrestrial life, but in reality, the word just stands for something in the air that can't be immediately identified, which, for the case of what's been happening over the past few weeks, I think has contributed to the belief that these objects are illegit alien life, but the White House has said they're not aliens while simultaneously saying they still don't know what is behind these objects. Yeah, well, how... That's that's stupid i'm gonna say that's stupid to say it's not aliens but we don't know what it is because <laughs> well how the fuck do you know that <laughs> you're you're basing that off of nothing yeah but like logically and like statistically it's not probably aliens there's probably like a one percent like oh, when we get into you're the not math, a believer eh? no that's not true i do believe but when you get into the math and the understanding <laughs> Good, i want you to believe of how unlikely it is that aliens will come here not that they don't exist. I fully believe Why that they Why would they do. not come here? Well, I'll tell you. We'll get into the math about it right away. But, oh, uh, fuck. I hate math. <laughs> so, I'm, ju- I'm, I'm just that crazy guy on Ancient Aliens, okay, yeah, with the hair. I know. I don't know math. I just know aliens fucking exist, man. Right. Okay. Well, anyways, it's very unlikely that it is actual aliens coming to Earth. It's more likely it, it's literally un- unidentified because, well, they haven't gotten the pieces. And two, because... They can't figure it out just from looking at it in the sky. Right. 
So recently, the term has been renamed by the U.S. officials as Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon, or UAP. So we don't really use the word UFO anymore. We use UAP. Is this like when they changed STD to STI and everybody still calls it STD or or in... Well, STD still exists. Disease versus infection are different. So if you have a disease, it's kind of like you have that for a long time. And infection is just like, oh, you can take a drug and get rid of it, like chlamydia. So they're two different things. You're trying to... You're trying to make the audience believe that I'm not a scientist, aren't you? That's right. So, Dakota, do you believe in aliens? And then I have oh, this, banter written down. <laughs> oh, I feel like we've already had had the banter, but... Uh, I know, because we haven't even gotten into the episode yet. So. Yeah, well, I'm having a good time. So, yes, clearly I believe in aliens. I, I think statistically it's it's... It's crazy to believe, as I'm putting my hands up like the ancient alien mm-hmm. guys. It's crazy to believe that there's uh, uh, there's that we're the only things yeah. out there. I, yeah. That being said, are they these green, you know, things with black, big, huge black eyes? Like probably not. <laughs> That's yeah. just what we've kind of characterized them as. Yeah. They they could be any anything, and and to to that point about them coming to Earth. There's a possibility, like, why would they come to Earth? Because, I mean, if they're so far advanced that they can do that, why would they come here? Mm -hmm. I know. Go to, I don't know, somewhere better. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair, yeah. Um, For a very long time, I did not believe in aliens. I remember Mm. I went on a a date with a guy in uh, Korea. It was a first date, and he, like, conspiracy theoried me. And I don't know why I continue to date him. Like, that should have been my first red flag. But, like... Anyways, he went off on this like weird, crazy tangent about like, they're so real. And it was like yeah. very weird. And I was like, oh, this guy's crazy. Yeah. Um, and now I do believe in aliens. Yeah. I don't know why I told you guys that story. But no, no, um, it's, it's chill. I mean, I like, <laughs> we all date. Conspiracy theorists? Well, weirdos. I mean, I dated to someone who had four kids when we were yeah. 20. My, my, one of my sisters dated someone who believed that the earth was like, whatever four, flat, four, it, no oh, no four, four, four thousand years, years old and that dinosaurs oh, like, didn't exist and oh shit. yeah very evangelical christian oh yeah yeah and and my sister is not that so we all do crazy things crazy things love. and you know <laughs> yeah. but what was sorry what was our conspiracy theory oh what? he like fully believed that there was aliens and he like he went off on this like really long tangent proving that they were well proving oh, that they were right okay so and, was, like, and, and i about Egypt and oh, pyramids and stuff. It was yeah. very, yeah. Okay, so I want to say this though that I'm not like I believe in aliens that they they exist. I don't. I'm not like conspiracy theory where I'm like they built the pyramids and yeah, how and, like, they, the government's covering yeah, it up. And, Although, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. There's probably some weird shit that we just don't know. But like, I'm not. I just think the idea that aliens exist is one cool and two probable because it's crazy that that we would be the only yeah thing out out there. Yeah, when we get into the math, which I'm going to do right now. Perfect. So the infamous Drake equation. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Um, the 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 old. Um, uh, uh, I was going to say nine hundred two one zero. Next generation. Degrassi. Uh, yeah, Degrassi, the next yes. generation uh, hypothesis. Yeah, um, and I think we might have talked about this guy in our dolphin experiment episode because that's actually it's very interesting. So the Drake equation comes from the first SETI. Uh, meeting, mm. which is where the dolphin experiments kind of got their thing started as well, because they were like, if aliens ever come to us, we want to be able to like speak a different language, so we should teach dolphins how to speak English, because that's going to help us be able to talk to aliens. Is kind of the summary of that. So okay, we might have talked about him. 
Okay. Not the actual equation, but... S- sorry, the the dolphin experiments, again, that wasn't the one with the jerking off the... Dun- that Was that the jerking off yeah. the... Okay, that's perfect, because the Drake equation, to me, most people... When you think about Drake, what do you usually think about? Ducks. What? what? You know, <laughs> Did those... Drake fuck ducks? No, like a male duck is called a Drake. Oh, God, you fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> most people would say his music. I have no idea what he sings. But my touchstone... Started from the bottom, now we're here. That's him? I think so. Oh. Anyways, uh, Drake, one of the only things I remember about him is... Uh, I've never seen, actually. I've never watched Degrassi, uh, except for when Jay and Silent Bob showed up for like two episodes. I was oh, like, okay. gotta see that shit. But there was a clip I saw of Drake... In one episode where he just gets a huge erection. What? Yeah, he gets an erection and it stays and he's just like he's lying down and then he looks down and he's just got a he's just oh, got a big old boner that's and it's like weird. It's like Degrassi. We go there. We go there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, related to the dolphin experiments, right. the Drake equation is about getting a dolphin boner. Yes. Well, anyways, uh, it was devised in nineteen sixty one by astronomer astronomer Francis Drake. His equation <gasps> went about Francis Drake? Continue. Not the explorer. Oh, but that's the name of the explorer, though. Yeah, that, the, I don't know. Is that person real also? I think so. Sorry. I don't actually know anything about Francis Drake. I just... Because that's what the Uncharted games are all about, is, oh. is Francis Drake. And, oh. you know, he's a, like, that's why Nathan Drake named himself his last... He changed his last name to Drake. Wow. After Francis okay, so Drake. So I think that's a... Fr- I think it's real. Anyways, his equation went about estimating the number of technically active societies in our galaxy. His equation is generally agreed to be the second most famous equation in science, coming after E equals MC squared. And I was like, I literally have never heard of this equation before, so how is it the second most famous equation in science? But here we are. I think the second or first most famous is A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Well, that's math. Yeah, or... or, um, I think think they're drawing the difference that um, science and math maybe have different famous equations. I think... Is what I'm because I was I agree with you I'm like, fucking, pi, how do you figure out pi? Yeah, square root of pi. I was like, there's probably more famous math equations, but man, they're talking science. Anyways, so I digress. I wrote that in here too. Um, his equation is made up of seven different factors, which, when multiplied together, will give you the number of societies out there that are broadcasting signals that another society could pick up. Some of these include how quickly stars form, the number of planets per solar system that have an environment suitable for life the length of time that civilization need to produce signs of their existence. Um, and the thing about this is it's all very hypothetical. You're mm. basically making up those numbers. Uh, some of it can be yeah. real, like how quickly stars form, but some of it. Anyway, so there's seven of them, mm-hmm. seven of these uh, hy- hypothetical numbers, mm-hmm. times them together, and then that'll give you N, and uh, that'll tell you how many. And solve for N. Yes, exactly. And so N will tell you how many societies exist. So when you do the math, you'll find that it's about one in 100 million star systems that have technically adept life forms on them, which is similar to the likelihood of winning the lottery. And these aliens are probably between one and 2,000 light years away, so visiting them wouldn't be a possibility. Today's fastest rockets would take at least 20 million years to get there. 20 million years. That's, that's a long time. Yeah. But the fact does remain that when you boil the math down, it's likely that there are 10,000 societies that could inhabit our galaxy. So just the Milky Way galaxy, there's probably about 10,000 societies. Oh. Um, and remember that there are about 125 billion fucking galaxies out there in the observable universe. And we still haven't seen all of the universe. So. And, and, and we're, oh, 
Like, yeah, it's crazy to think that we'd be the only, why are we the, why would we be the only ones? Right. Yeah. You know? And some people might say to me, well, well, God, well, fuck But who's to say that these 10,000 societies out there uh, don't also believe in the same God that you and I believe in? And also that's just like a really, uh, like, ethnocentric way to think. I just think we were just, uh, uh, God God just had a bunch of science experiments. (laughs) And we were one of them. And then he's like, let's see how these people do. And like just do, do, yeah. do different societies and stuff. And they're like, I don't know. I <laughs> I just thought of that. But I think that's it's cool. That's that's it. I think that's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, some people think some people think that. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about some famous UFO sightings. Okay. There have been many reports of strange sightings in the sky going back eons in our history but it seems like the prominence of ufo sightings starts around world war ii and escalates during the space age of the 50s which culturally makes sense there's tons of technology happening we're looking at trying to explore more of space so it kind of is like oh yeah that makes sense that that would happen Mm -hmm. during world war ii both allied and axis pilots so the good guys and the bad guys depending <laughs> well i mean hitler's bad in so World like War i guess II? i can say i'm like, I'm like we're bad guys i don't know that Hit- that hitler guy I-, I don't know you know i mean like i think say? we're bad and bad guys is kind of what i would go with is what i meant anyways so worse and worse worse yes. worsest guy yeah uh, they reported seeing round glowing fireballs in the sky which they called foo fighters <laughs> That's what uh, the oh, band the Foo Fighters. The best, the best. <laughs> that's what the band's named after. Really? Yeah, that's cool. So some explanations at the time were that the pilots were actually seeing the planet Venus. I have venue written down. Though. Uh, they were <laughs> what hallucinating. Nice venue this is. <laughs> they were hallucinating from oxygen deprivation, or they were seeing German secret weapons. Um, but in 1946, more than 2,000 reports were collected by primarily the Swedish military of unidentified aerial objects over the Scandinavian nations along with some isolated reports from France, Portugal, Italy, and Greece. They called these sightings Russian hail and later ghost rockets because they thought the mysterious objects were possibly Russian tests of captured German rockets. Most were eventually identified as natural phenomena such as meteors, but not all. The popular UFO craze in the late 40s began with the media frenzy surrounding the reports on June 24, 1947, that a civilian pilot named Kenneth Arnold reported seeing nine objects flying in formation near Mount Rainier in the USA. At the time, he claimed the objects were flying in a saucer-like fashion, which led the newspapers to say the objects themselves were flying saucers or flying discs. He estimated them flying at 1,700 miles per hour. That's pretty That's pretty fast. How many kilometers is that there, <laughs> I don't <bud>? know. <laughs> and he first believed them to be some sort of new military aircraft. I don't like going that fast. All right, anyways. But the military confirmed that there were no tests being conducted in the area at the time. The government never offered a credible explanation for the sightings, and soon after this, reports of flying saucer sightings became a daily occurrence, Mm. with one particularly famous example being the Roswell incident. Oh, the Roswell incident. I feel like, was this, I feel like I've seen this in Futurama. (laughs) Is this in the 50s? Yeah. Well, er, late, late 40s. Mm. Yeah, this is when Fry goes back to uh, Marty McFly, his parents, basically. Hmm, fun. So what was the Roswell incident, you ask? I just told you. <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> God, it's like she doesn't fucking listen to me. It's when Fry goes back in time and makes out with his mom and accidentally kills his dad. <sighs> oh, it's very Oedipal. Oedipus Rex. What? <laughs> now we're talking about dinosaurs? <laughs> no, we're talking about a famous ooh, Grecian? Okay, wasn't there in Roswell, wasn't there something about, wait, Roswell, New Mexico, 
wasn't there something about like a test, uh, like uh, the explosions or something, something in a test field or something? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what it was about. So yeah. on July 5th, 1947, um, rancher W.W. Mac Brazel was making a trip from his remote ranch into the town of Corona, New Mexico. His ranch had no phone and no radio, which meant that Brazel was not aware of the UFO craze that had started just 10 days before. But when he got to town, he heard the fuss and he made the connection to some debris that he had found on his land three weeks earlier to the flying saucers that were being reported. The debris, which was tinfoil, rubber, and thin wooden beams, had been scattered across a square mile of the ranch, which Brazel had initially gathered and pushed under some brush. Upon hearing the stories of the silvery flying discs, Brazel decided to gather his prior find and on July 7th took it to the sheriff's office in Roswell. The sheriff called the Roswell Army Airfield, who sent some army humans. Why did I write army, army humans? humans. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. Um, to come out and collect more of the debris, which led to a press release stating that personnel had recovered a flying disc, which had landed on the ranch in Roswell. Huh. If if ever we go to war with aliens, we'll, we'll, that's how we'll differentiate the two. We'll be like, go to war, army humans. And they'll be like... Got the war, army aliens. <laughs> I don't know what they said. They're uh, Russian or something. That's fair. Yeah. So don't get too excited here, Dakota. When they're talking about a flying disc, they're talking about a flying weather balloon disc. <sighs> Boo. As it turned out, the material came from something called a Raywind device, which was being used at about 80 weather stations across the country. The balloons were attached to a six-pointed reflective device that looked like a silver star. But that's not to say that people didn't run with the alien theory around Roswell. In fact, it still maintains its connotation as an alien crash site. So uh, just before COVID and the pandemic shut down, do you remember when they were like, we're going to storm Roswell? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So people still... That was there? I didn't... Yeah. People... Yeah. Or no, that was Area 51. Yeah, yeah, that was Area 51. Isn't that the same place? I don't think so. Well, maybe I'll have to do some more research. But, But the Roswell thing... Sorry, like... There's talk about the Futurama thing, which I think ties in because I think that's like, you know, I think they, you know, Bender and and the spaceship showed up. So it was all aliens and shit. But what uh, that so that's the whole thing about Roswell. Is there any more? Uh, Well, I could have gone way more in depth than it. But like, yeah, essentially it was like a weather balloon crashed. And because everybody was obsessed with like because 10 days earlier, they had been the sighting from that civilian pilot who was like oh i saw these fa- flying saucers mm-hmm. and so they were like oh this is just another one of those but then the army was like no it's actually a weather balloon hmm interesting mm-hmm. that's but people are still like no the are like the government's covering something up it was absolutely an alien because in the 1990s there was a broadcast of an alien autopsy the video was actually called Alien Autopsy. Okay. <laughs> it was marketed as real footage of a secret medical examination of an alien by the U.S. military from a 1947 crash of a flying disc near Roswell. However, in 2006, it was revealed that the thil- film was not authentic, but a stage reconstruction of footage. So they were still saying that, like... It happened. It but happened, is... but, but we're just, like... In 1951, so I'm going to tell you some more sightings of okay. UFOs, a group of three science professors from Texas Tech were enjoying an evening outdoors mm. in Lubbock when they looked up and saw a semicircle of lights flying above them at a high speed. Over the next few days, dozens of reports flooded in from across town, and Texas Tech freshman Carl Hart Jr. even snapped photos of the so-called Lubbock Lights phenomenon, which were published in newspapers across the country and Life magazine. Project Blue Book, which was, um, not blue balls, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it was like a part of the army. I didn't look into this, so Mm -hmm. this is like me kind of like, 
basically just understanding from context it was like this government group that had to like research into aliens or Mm. like prove that they weren't actually aliens this project blue book but anyways um oh which was a group that led air force inquiries into ufos (laughs) which i thought you didn't look into it I wrote one sentence about it, oh, okay. I guess. So anyways, they investigated the events and its official conclusion was that the lights were birds reflecting from the luminescence from birds. Lubbock's new street lamps. Oh, yeah. You know, those... Uh, those Reflective those, those, birds? Yeah. <laughs> like, the birds, like, are they made out of glass? Or, <laughs> I don't know. Or like, whatever. Yeah, weird. Many people who saw the lights, however, refused to accept this explanation. Because argue- it was stupid. <laughs> and they argued that the lights were flying too fast to be birds. <laughs> uh, uh, actually, those birds were flying at 1,200 miles per hour, so <laughs> I don't know if those were birds. <laughs> um, have you seen the film Close Encounters of the Third Kind? No, actually. Okay, I think I've seen it because I think I had to watch it for like my film class. But anyways, mm-hmm. there's a famous scene where a UFO makes the electronics in the car go haywire. Mm-hmm. It was actually... Um, inspired by real life events oh. um where in 1957 where dozens oh. of citizens from levland texas individually reported seeing a rocket of strange lights that interfered with their vehicles their engines died and the lights cut out though police initially thought that these reports were a hoax they too saw the mysterious lights as they went about investigating the situation project blue book was assigned to the case and their findings they said it was an electrical storm and ball lightning that caused the lights and the ma- mechanical malfunctions, despite the fact that there were no reported thunderstorms in the area that night. Yeah, so that seems... I don't think we should be trusting these blue balls. No, you never trust blue balls. <laughs> they'll they'll hurt you, you know, a lot. So we also have some stuff happening in Iran. So on September 19th, 1976, concerned citizens in Tehran, Iran, began making phone calls reporting a bright light in the sky. An F-4 fighter jet was sent out to investigate, but as it neared the object, its instruments blacked out, forcing the pilot to return to base. A second F-4 took its place, and as it neared the unusual light, it achieved radar lock. But according to the pilot, the UFO released a glowing object, which the pilot assumed to be some sort of missile headed straight for him. As he prepared to fight back, the pilot experienced malfunctions with his instruments, and he witnessed another bright object released from the UFO that headed straight toward the ground. He safely returned to base despite the faulty equipment. Hmm. So after this incident, Iran contacted the United States uh, and asked for help in an investigation of this event. An unclassified memo by the U.S. Air Force Section Chief Lieutenant Colonel Olin Mui detailed the events of the night. And he says that there's explanations for nearly all of them. You ready for these explanations? Mm-hmm. Okay. First, the bright light seen by civilians and possibly the pilots might have been Jupiter which was visible in the sky that night. Although I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, if you see a, if you see Jupiter or Venus, like, because you can see them, they're not that big. Yeah, and it's like, it looks like a bright star, don't they usually? Yeah. So that seems weird. Like, and th- he's explaining this for these bright lights? Or? Yeah, he's explaining what... So it started off with the uh, people in Iran being like, hey, there's something in the sky. So yeah. Iran set some jets out to find out, and both of the jets were like, Wah. Yeah. And so this is the... The army guy explaining He's what. Like, let, let me tell you about astronomy. Okay, you dumb fucks. <laughs> so the second explanation, the F-4 jet had a long history of electrical problems, meaning that the instrumentation might have failed regardless of a possible UFO interference. Why are they using that faulty piece of 
of uh, equipment then. Yep. <laughs> that seems very dangerous to yeah, put the, so. their pilot in that. Yeah. Uh, this could also explain the radar lock. It might have simply been a malfunction. And the first F-4 jet that went out there was never turned in for maintenance following the incident. So there's no official indication that the instrumentation actually failed. And as for the alien missiles, there was a meteor shower that night, which could easily account for these sightings. Was there a meteor shower that night, do we know? Well, according to this guy. I didn't. I feel like he's untrustworthy. I I didn't be like, oh, now I have to like look through historical geography, natural phenomenon to see if this actually happened. I'm not that. Oh, but that's your fucking job. No, I'm not. If I'm writing a book, maybe. So anyways, uh, an English sighting. December 1980, U.S. Air Force members stationed at two British Royal Air Force bases, Woodbridge and Bentwaters, reported seeing strange colorful lights above Rendlesham Forest, which is about 100 miles northeast of London. One man who entered the forest to investigate claimed to have discovered some sort of spacecraft there, and the next day, others confirmed damage to nearby trees and higher than normal level of radiation at the site. Several days later, more sightings were reported. Lieutenant Colonel Charles Halt recorded his observations on an audio tape as he watched the lights. And while not definitive proof, theorists consider this the strongest evidence of the events. But the UK's Ministry of Defence, which oversaw reports of UFO incidents until the early 2000s, couldn't find any credible threat to the nation and so didn't pursue investigations further. As at Roswell, UFO tourism is prevalent in Rendlesham Forest, and there's even an official Rendlesham UFO trail that visitors can hike, off of which sits a model of the reported spacecraft. So, newest events. Mm. I don't know if you remember hearing this, but in 2020, the U.S. Department of Defense actually went on record and released three videos from the Navy that had driven speculation about unidentified flying objects for years, saying that it meant to clear up any misconceptions about whether this unclassified footage was real or complete. So, there had been, you know, images of videos of being like, what's that thing in the sky Mm -hmm. that had been published or that somebody had got from the Navy. Oh. And in 2020, the U.S. Navy was like, yeah, that's from us. Yeah. Now we're f- officially releasing it. And wasn't, didn't Obama around that time, he was like, yeah, there's some crazy shit that I, I can't talk about, but there's some shit. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. Interesting. It was, it was, I think it was around that time, like things that like, you know, when he became president, finding out that he's like, fuck. No, this is 2020. Yeah, I know. But he's talking after oh, the Oh, okay, got it. Like, yeah. he's like, I'm not president anymore. I'm not going to tell you tell you the, <laughs> the thing, but there's the thing. Okay. okay. Well, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. So the release of these videos included links so that people could download them and watch it themselves if they wanted to. The videos... <laughs> and then they just get, never going to give you up. <laughs> never going to let you down. <laughs> they get Full Rick under Rickrolled. <laughs> yeah. The videos, which were captured by naval aviators, show objects hurling through the sky, one rotating against the wind, and in the background, pilots can be heard expression, expressing confusion and awe. Um, yeah, so the videos are cool. I've watched them. Yeah? And uh, What do you think? Any merit to them? The one, the one is kind of like doesn't really look like anything. I it just looks like a white dot. It's hard to tell because it's like over the ocean, mm-hmm. so you have no frame of reference for how big this thing is. Yeah. But the second one... It is in, it's, it's like a big black dot and it's in the okay. sky and it's moving and then it stops and it like literally just kind of floats there and then mm. it like kind of rotates like this, mm. which like... Where do you find these videos? Uh, they're just online. Are they short? Yeah. We can watch them afterwards. So anyways, the Pentagon has never made any assertion about what exactly is going on in the videos. Um, they were recorded in late 2004 and early 2015. So mm. there's three of them. 
um, and they were recorded over the Pacific and off the East Coast. The Navy, according to Susan Goh, a Pentagon spokeswoman, um, has always considered the phenomenon observed in these videos to be unidentified, which is interesting because that's from like 2004 and they're Mm -hmm. still like, we don't know what this is. Yeah. Some people were encouraged that the Pentagon had released this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tom DeLonge. What? You look at me like I'm supposed to know who that is. Tom DeLonge? The former guitarist and singer for Blink-182. Oh, Okay, yeah, I was like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I thought you were talking about somebody from the Pentagon, and I don't know the <laughs> last names of the singers of Blake 22, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, he was very excited about this release, um, sure. because in 2017, he yeah. had formed um, a private company called To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science. It collects and researches documents and materials related to unidentified aerial phenomenon, um, he said that this release from the Pentagon is a monumental news and it removes doubt around the authenticity of evidence in the public domain. Interesting. And that we, his private company, yeah. believe that this level of recognition is exactly what is required to eliminate the extreme skepticism yeah. surrounding UAP events so uh-huh. we can finally move forward to sharing and analyzing reliable data from respected institutions. He said, after 70 years of misinformation, it's time that we make progress to understand these extraordinary technology being observed during these events, which I found really interesting because yeah. I always thought he was crazy. Which, which, sorry, which one is Tom? He's the, is he the angels and airwaves guy? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. The, um, and now he's back. They're out down yeah. and I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, I always thought he, cause I thought that was one of the reasons why he was like kicked out of the band. Cause he had gone like a little, Oh, I thought it was cause of drugs, but I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, so hearing him read this and like the fact that like the Navy was legit, like, we don't know what these things are. Yeah. We're going to release it anyways. I was like, I think that gives a little bit of cred to. Totally. Yeah. And, and I like to to describe who uh, um, who Tom is from Blink-182. You went with uh, his obscure band, Angels and Airwaves. <laughs> like, I know who they are, but but like... I would have gone with the guy, the guy with the high pitched voice. Yeah, well, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, and this doesn't even get into the stories of aliens, abductions, crop circles, and a plethora of other events that we that have allegedly happened, which we're going to get into next time on the Reluctant Historian. You could have, you could have also said, oh, that that guy who was also in that band, Boxcar Twenty yeah, or whatever, Boxcar Racer, Boxcar Racer, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I was mix, mixing up Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Dakota, what do you think? That was really good. Sorry, sorry, I kind of skimmed over that last part. We're get what are we getting into next time? So next week we're gonna look into alien. Well, not next week because we're bi-weekly, but we're gonna look at um, alien abduction. Bi-monthly. Yeah, actually, I think I was wrong by that. I think we're actually bi-weekly because okay. every second week. So I made okay. a mistake. Anyways, uh, alien abductions, crop circles, other weird anal probing. Yep. You know. Yep just like i'm gonna show the them things. how to do that <laughs> yeah. here you'll do, you'll do, sorry, this it'll is be our, our first video yeah yeah episode. And, and for your audio listeners you'll just hear me going oh fuck <laughs> fuck oh ow <laughs> did our first time ha- doing this have to be on the podcast <laughs> all right so dakota what do you think yeah, yeah it was it was uh that was very interesting i mean I think that aliens are just a very fascinating topic, and the whole Roswell thing. I'm, I mean, there I was didn't... a TV show about it too. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was actually with like mention, Superman, right? Uh, like 
the original Superman? <laughs> no, like, wasn't the guy just like fucking? What's or am his, I like? Am what's I mixing... his nuts in in his wheelchair? Being Stop like, it. we need stem cells. <laughs> am I mixing up two like late nineties teenage shows? Like, oh, you're, are you thinking Smallville? Yeah, maybe. Okay, Smallville was just that was Superman. That <laughs> he was, uh... but he wasn't in that. He wasn't in Roswell. Oh. I, I, I watched I neither of them because I don't watch yeah. TV. Smallville's so. dope, but uh, yeah. So I, I, I've never seen Roswell, but I mm. was going to mention also that yes, that was a thing. Um, it, disappointing though that Roswell. It was. I mean, that's such a like. Again, I didn't really know what it was about, but like that's a thing, right? That mm-hmm. Roswell. Well, people still think it was. Yeah, but like. I mean, and knowing what we know about the government and how they do actually cover shit up. Here's here's a question about uh, the Area 51, the storming. Yeah. When that happened, nobody showed up, right? A few people did. Yeah, yeah. But like, like, it wasn't like everybody (laughs) who said they were going to go storm. No. You know? Correct. So, you know, say, say what you will about the people who stormed the Capitol, but at least they... Are committed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't support them at all. Good. <laughs> wait, wait. You were looking at me like you were like, does he support the storming no, of I know the that Capitol? You don't. Of course not. But it was a funny joke. And I had it had together. It was a Nerds good joke. don't have the commitment or the passion that those fucks do. I mean, I would disagree, but I think they're passionate in different ways. But they're they're just lazy. <laughs> different conspiracies have different. Yeah. So so, but here before we wrap up, here's my conspiracy theory. Got it. That I thought of during this episode. Okay. Aliens. How are they getting here? Bermuda Triangle. That is not... That's something that people do think. Really? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I thought that was an original thought. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. I, I was just like... I was like, what if they're just... It's a teleportation device in the Bermuda Triangle, and that's where all the fucking people that disappear that go into the Bermuda Triangle end up in the alien homeland yeah. as their prisoners. Yeah, that is that is something that people have thought. Fuck. Fuck. There's no original thoughts anymore, that's I swear. Okay. You looked really offended when I said that. No, I'm waiting for my rating. Your rating. Okay. <laughs> Just sitting here patiently. You, um, <laughs> you just think, I know what the rating is going to be, but I, I want to. Your zinger, zanger, zoomer. My zinger, zanger, zoomer. Um, I give this 8.3 mm-hmm. Dakota's anal probing no. out of 10. <laughs> That's just a tease for what's coming next week. Mm. Good. All right. Well, anyways, that's all we have for this week. Uh, We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us. If you enjoyed listening to what we had to say, please download our podcast from wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review or tell your friends about us because indie podcasts really do grow through word of mouth. And if you want to stay in contact, you can follow us on Instagram at The Reluctant Historian or leave us a tip at buymeacoffee.com slash The Historian. So we'll see you in two weeks. Same time, same place. They're out there. Just look to the sky. You know, I like that. It was yeah. nice. Yeah, I mean, I don't have as good of a voice as he does. But oh, it was beautiful. Jinx. Did... <laughs>